Cody Wilson with uh, super stunning Steve Krasniak. What's up? What are you doing, Steve? Uh, nothing. Not, not <laughs> nothing at all right now. <laughs> so, this podcast will consist of uh, our our format will be three news stories that we'll all talk that we'll both talk about. We might have other people on from time to time. And right now, what we're gonna do is is gonna be just three news stories, and then we'll talk about a general discussion afterwards, which we'll call the main event. So we'll do the the one, two, three, and then the main event. So, without further ado, the first news story that I want to talk about is what the hell is a boneyard match? I still have no clue whatsoever. It sounds so dumb. Like, I, I, do you remember the graveyard match in WCW with Vampiro and the Demon Kiss? Unfortunately, I feel like that's what this is gonna be like. To you me, know it sounds I mean? like some yeah. To me, it sounds like some half-assed version of a buried alive match. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I know is can't be worse than the Punjabi prison. I oh hope. God, no, God, yeah, it can't be worse than the Punjabi prison. That's that's for sure. It's just what AJ like said. I challenge you to a boneyard match. I I'm like one. What does that even mean? Bye. Right. It sounds just as bad as Big Boss Man versus Al Snow at Rottweilers outside the ring. Oh, the kennel from hell match? Yes. Oh, that was a great match for all the wrong reasons. But still. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know what this boneyard match is going to be. It just sounds bad. Well, it feels like they're going to put Michelle McCool in, in the finish. No offense to Michelle McCool, but she does look like a pile of bones, so maybe. <laughs> oh, boy. that's. Baker, hey, if you ever hear this, I deeply apologize. <clears throat> Sorry for the coughing, everybody. Even though Michelle McCool can kick my ass three ways to Sunday. Oh, God, yeah. Without a doubt. Um, Good Lord. It's it's just I don't know I don't know what to say because it's like what we've never we... seen it before. I mean, at least the Punjabi Prison match had its had its uh, had a promo about it. You know, like it, it it they did a vignette for it. Right. But, but this with bo- everything... yeah. against you. with everything is like it's going on, they probably didn't even. That this sounds like, oh, that's spin the wheel, whatever it lands on, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That actually, that makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, what, for whatever it's worth, AJ, you and, you and Taker is a dream match for a lot of different reasons. But you guys, you guys are going to have the time, you're, like, a time just trying to get Taker to wrestle the way you want to. Right. Okay, so that was that was the first news story. Uh, the second news story is that Edge has given some major praise for several NXT superstars. Two. Um, um, superstars. I don't even know this one. 
Yeah, he uh, he he loves he him and he thinks that him and Champa are brothers because of the neck surgery stuff. Oh, Tim, that I would want, die to see that match, Champa versus Edge, because Edge is my favorite, and Champa he's just amazing. I followed him since the Ring of Honor. Right. I yeah, I remember Champa's in Ring of Honor is that, um, what was he like a, an African? He was doing kind of like the same shtick he's doing, but now with like the uh, the finisher he does, the Project Champa, and all that other stuff. I caught him towards the end of his ROH career. I didn't catch him in the beginning of it. Yeah, I caught him in the beginning of it. He was like he was managed by this African uh, king or prince or whatever. I couldn't tell you who because I wouldn't know. And they they build him from Africa. I kind of like what they're doing now with them. Right. It just makes them more menacing. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it was a... Uh, he spoke... Edge spoke with Sporkita, Sportskita. I guess it's yeah. in Canada or something. And uh, he's very... He said he's very close to Tommaso Ciampa now. Which and, I did. Yeah, which makes very much sense. Very. And he said that Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano sent the template for what an NXT match should be with their match at Portland. Oh my god, those two just set the place on fire. Right. It, that was a great match, I thought. And for I, Edge I, to say it was yeah. a good match. I like the decision for Finn to go back to NXT to boost his career. Again, to revitalize it after what he did with the feed to Bray Wyatt. Right. It just makes so much sense. Gave him the fire again. I just hope he doesn't go back to Raw or SmackDown because NXT seems to be its own thing now. Well, this is why I don't think Balor's going back is because Edge told him that. He said, to me, the guy who has dialed in and completely found what it is that he's supposed to do is Finn Balor. He says that Balor is NXT. He really is right now. Which sucks, because that was Gargano. It was, yeah. And uh, he also goes in and says how Adam Cole is the workhorse who just goes in there week in, week out, and grinds. And, the whole uh, understanding era is that way. Yeah, well, I, I'm still pissed off at the fact that they never called him Dishonored. That would have been interesting. That would have been so much better. But, uh, and he, he loves Keith Lee, loves Who Velveteen. doesn't love Keith Lee? Right? He's a big old teddy bear. <laughs> or if you're Brock Lesnar, big boy. Big boy. <laughs> that, I still laughed when that I... That was great. But that, had, I think that was Brock's first time seeing Keith Lee. Maybe. At least in person. Right. That was cool. And uh, and his, the last thing he says is that he loves Velveteen Dream. He thinks that Dream is 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 a natural character. He found what's working, and it's not about moves. He just tapped into his character, and it's really fun to watch and where he takes it. He's a modern day Rick Rude, more attitude, I think. Yeah, I can see that. He's he's just developed so much. 
I'll admit, at first I wasn't a fan, but he grew on me. Well, the the, the match that really set me off with Dream was Black. Him and Black. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great match. Yeah, and then his his return back just recently when he took on all four members undisputed. Yeah. He's just amazing. I think they're trying to set up for like the one before SummerSlam for Dream to win it. Win the NXT oh. title. Oh yeah, he deserves it a hundred percent. And that's that's just that's just my opinion because it like with just the way he uh just the way he sells and the way he works in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's so so damn good. Right, and now with Adam Cole just overtaking Finn Balor as the longest reigning NXT champ, that'll be a feather in Velveteen Dream's cap when he does beat him when right. they do finally decide to do that. Exactly. Now, you're you can pick on this one. I'll I'll give you two scenarios. Which one you want to pick? We can either talk about the viewership notes from WrestleMania 30 replay on ESPN. Or we could talk about the backstage news of the main event of night one of 36. Yeah, let's do the night one. Three. Okay. So, it's noted that it will be the Raw Women's Championship to close out night one. Kind of surprised me. I don't even know what the matches are in night one right now, but I figured they were going to save all the super big ones for night two. Well, here's here's... Here's what's been announced. There's 12 matches that have been announced. Holy cow. Yeah. And usually a 12-match WrestleMania can last five hours. So. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. That's all I got to so, say. So we're going to do we're gonna do six in two nights. Yay. Um, the WWE title match, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Okay. Universal title match, Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg. Okay. NXT Women's Title Match: Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I'm surprised you're doing that night one. No, no, this isn't night one. This is just all the matches that have been announced. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Raw Women's Title: Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. Okay. Fatal Five Way for the SmackDown Women's Title because that that was one thing due to the coronavirus they sent home Rey Mysterio and Dana Brooke. Hey, I heard that. I guess Tamina might be. Uh, or is Tamina already in the match? Tamina's already in. Oh, okay. Um, the Raw Tag Team Titles: Angel Garza and the United States Champion Andre Andre uh, Andrade. Andrade versus the Profits. I love the Profits. The Street Profits were so good at NXT. I loved them in NXT. I, I think they've gotten better as like the hype guys. Yeah. So they're a better version of Crime Time. Right. Um, give me one second. Britain just texted me. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's. I don't know why they. People are pissed that Andrade isn't defending the United States ch- Championship. But due to Ray, you know, being out, he's, he got sent home, so they just put him in the tag title match. 
right? Because it just seems like now I I also heard a something that Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. I don't know how true that's going to be. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That was uh, updated on Raw this week. Oh, okay, and then some other like, singles matches. I think what Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, right? Um, Elias and King Corbin. Yep, that's going on. Uh, that's about all I know for like the not big stipulation matches or titles. Um, yeah. So you also have the last man standing match with Edge and Orton. Uh, the yep. Boneyard match with Taker and AJ. Um, you have Cena versus the Fiend. Yeah, I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on with that one. Because there's rumors going around that it might not happen now. Yeah, who really knows? I mean... I don't know. I'm still pissed that they took the title off of Fiend. Uh, that's an old wound already. Well, everybody was fine until Fiend got the title taken off of him. I wanted to at least see him defend that mania. I thought it was going to be him versus Roman, and then let Roman beat him, which is fine. You build that story up fine; it'll work. Yeah. But short of that, then you, you have build. Owens. Yeah, yeah, you have Owens and Rollins. You have Corbin and Elias, and then you have Lashley and Black. Yeah. And that's that's twelve matches, and all of these matches I could definitely see, especially the elimination match, on average going twenty minutes apiece. Not including entrances. Yeah, not including entrances because it's a shorter ramp this year, so I'm sure Taker's happy. <laughs> um, yeah, Taker, Taker being happy about that. That'll oh, be a whole topic God. for another day about that being at the Performance Center. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely that, have that, that as another topic. Me. But, yeah, entrances being super short. Yeah. 20 to 30 minutes tops. Yeah. They have to be if they're spreading it over two nights. Because yeah. think about it. That's what? Six a piece and 30 minutes a piece? Yeah, that's three hours. So well, if they don't have any other freaking matches go on. Yeah, but I also heard they're taping, pre-taping at Wednesday and Thursday. So we'll all know what the results are by Saturday. Pretty much from some source or another, yeah. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. Well, that was number three. So now it's on to the main event. The main event general topic. And this general topic that we're going to discuss is the Hall of Fame. We're going to be discussing about this year's inductees. Obviously, it might not happen the night before WrestleMania. Um, SummerSlam. Yeah, now it's now it's going to be before SummerSlam, which is fine because that makes more sense for Davy Boy. That's where he made his name. About time he's in there, by the way. Right, exactly. Now we just got to get Owen in there, and all of the Hart Foundation is in there. Yep, Owen. Owen should have been in there already too. Owen should have been in there since like 2010. Yeah. At least. So, from what it looks like, we have six inductees with no celebrity wing. 
this year. Which I, I hope they don't do, honestly. Well, we don't have the Celebrity Wing and we don't have the Warrior Award. That one kind of surprises me right now. Right, like, that's that's what's really interesting. The fact that we don't have a, uh... A, uh... Uh, Warrior Award one, which sucks, because... Maybe that'll change by the time it actually happens, depending on how long. Right. Virus stuff lasts. So, let's get into... So, what we're going to do is we're going to critique them on their career, and if they deserve to be into the Hall of Fame or not. We Like we just said, Bulldog automatically in there. Like, a lot of these, I believe, should be in here. There's one that's going to be sticking in my craw, and I think it might stick in yours, too. I'm not Bella sure Twins? yet. Yeah, that one. <laughs> but when we get to that, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Save that one for last. Right. So we're going to start with the two big ones that were announced way ahead in advance in, like, December. Uh, the New World Order. The whole group, and they're counting the group as uh, Hall, Nash, Hogan, and Six. Or Sean Waltman. Oh. Yeah. Eric Bischoff is not included, which is weird. Because he's the one who made it. Right, and plus there was a bajillion other members that seemed like it would be in Well, yeah, we're not going to induct 60 members into the Hall of Fame in one year. That just sounds ridiculous. Leave it to Vince. He'll do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, New York, each individual career on their own, the fact that Sean Waltman doesn't have uh, an individual Hall of Fame ring is really irritating. Even as the one, two, three get. Right, exactly. Nash, or Nash has it as Kevin Nash. Hogan right. has it as Hogan, obviously. Scott Hall got in as Razor Ramon. He didn't get Which, in as Scott Hall. Right, right. And, uh... Yeah, and the fact that Sean... Now, now all of them will be two-time Hall of Famers. Each individual member will be a two-time Hall of Famer. Right, yeah. And Sean will only get it because he was part of DX last year. You're right. I, I, I would like to see Waltman there get his own ring one day. Do I ever see it happening? Unfortunately, no. I can but see this X-Pac or 1-2-3. Yeah, I, let's put it this way. I would love it if it would happen, but who knows? Look right. on in their head by picking the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so the next one after that is Batista. I mean, automatically was a Hall of Fame career before he came back the first time. Okay, yeah, the first time. Oh, uh, it's Blue Tista? Yeah, as that whole freaking run. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's... Like, if, any, if there was a, a reason for him not to be in the Hall of Fame, that would have been it. <laughs> but before that, even when he was back at OVW, I think as um. Or when he first came into WWE with Devon as Deacon Batista. I hope they don't put that in the video package. So do I, but you can never know. Right. I hope he makes a joke about it. He has to. There's no way he can't. He has to make a joke I, about OVW, too. 
I want Devon to introduce introduct him. No, Flair would have to induct him. Flair, Triple H, yeah. Who do you think should induct the Hall We never did that. Who do you think should induct the Hall of Fame? I think Bischoff should induct the Hall of Fame, at least, if he's not going to be in it. Oh, uh, uh, in, in, um, induct NWO? Yeah. Yeah, that, that would make sense, but who knows what's going on with Bischoff and Vince and all. Well, there's, there's no hard, there's no ill will right now between them. There is, is he just fired him because he did. I, I, it was something about Bischoff not wanting or wasn't able to do what he wanted to do or something like that. Like the way he described his creative control, there was no creative control when he was ah. the executive director. Because everything still had to go by Vince. True. And he's like, well, if this is what you want to do, oh, ill will, bye. Right. <laughs> or maybe, like, Sting, because, yeah, he wasn't part of the black and white NWO. I mean, it would make sense for Sting because they helped him in his 31 match. Right. But that, that one's probably going to surprise us who's going to end up then. Yeah, I can see that. But no, back to Batista. I think Flair should be inducting him because him and Flair were like he has mad respect for Flair. Oh yeah. <coughs> like he has the utmost respect for Ric Flair, which is good, honestly, as a as a young one as he was back in that in those times. Yeah, but Batista has been a lot in his career, both in and out of the ring. Recently, he's done a lot more out of the ring. Yeah. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy helped him propel to what he's at now. Right. I wouldn't get too far as to say he, you know, became a movie star overnight with the first Guardians. But, yeah, I... He, yeah, I would say him going in there is well-deserved at this point. Oh, maybe yeah. a few few years ago, like five, ten years ago, maybe not. But right now, yeah, it just seems right. That can't be right. I, I, now, I'm on the Wikipedia page. There's no, like, you know, obviously you can't believe what they say here. Yeah. But uh, it says he's one of the longest reigning world heavyweight champions. I doubt that. Because I think that recognition goes back to like one of the really old timers. Well, I think they're rec- I think they're recognizing it as uh, the WWE version of it. Oh, probably. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't trust Wikipedia. Well, think about it. He won it twenty at twenty one, and he never lost it. He he relinquished it the week after John Cena lost to Edge at New Year's Revolution with the Money in the Bank contract. Which I want. So that's a lengthy time. That's almost a year. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's nine months. So, for him to have the belt nine months <coughs> and be built as strong as he was I can see him. I can see it being the longest reigning WWE World Champion. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I think that was before the Undisputed title. Oh, what was it? After. After. It, it, when, when the Undisputed title came in the picture, and then Stephanie exclusively hired Brock Lesnar to, bat, to defend the championship on SmackDown, Eric Bischoff brought back the World Heavyweight title, and That's then... Right. It was the reign of Triple H until 2005. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. <coughs> With a Benoit and a Shawn Michaels reign in, mixed in there. And an Orton that, reign. That man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but unfortunately, I don't think that's that we're going to allow him. That's a debate for another time, Steve. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but, uh,. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Dave Batista, good for him. He's in the Hall of Fame. Or going to be in the yeah. Hall of Fame sooner or later. Yeah. Um, JBL. Oh, you mean the guy that likes to bully people? I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, with all the crap that's gone on with him. Yeah. It, as, a, as a professional wrestler, he well deserves it. Oh yeah, he he he. It's more of his stuff outside of the ring that he's going to be recognized for than inside the ring. Yeah, inside the ring, the dude was a beast. Oh yeah, especially like the, now. Are we talking like the GBL character, or are we talking about the Bradshaw character? Just in general, I thought the dude was amazing when he was, you know, John Bradshaw Layfield, or when he was part of the APA. It's just Bradshaw. Hmm. He was just a beast. Now I've gone back and watched some matches when he was when he did the hardcore stuff in two thousand two. Yeah, that was that was some pretty good stuff. I thought. Yeah, he he was really good. I loved the matches with him and Eddie. Oh yeah, the without Eddie Guerrero, there is no JBL. Yeah, no, I think he even said that. I think. Yeah, and so has Bruce Pitt Pritchard. On his podcast, yeah. without yeah. Eddie took it upon himself to make JBL over. Right, Eddie was just an amazing man. Oh yeah, he was a he was a great. He recognized great, him. Oh yeah, well he was also in JBL's wedding, and JBL was in his wedding. I didn't. They know were that. they were good friends. That doesn't surprise me. No. Uh, it says here he's a one-time WWE champion, a one-time Intercontinental champion. A one-time U.S. champion and a three-time tag champion. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. And then all the hardcore and European titles he wins, he's had. Um, it says he's the twelfth Triple Crown champion and the tenth Grand Slam champion. Good for him. And that's saying a lot because when he won the Intercontinental Championship in two thousand. Nine, ten, whatever twenty-five was. Yeah. Um. That's when he became the tenth Grand Slam champion. Really? Yeah. And it didn't come until like later years when it's like Orton, Rollins, Ambrose, Reigns. Um. Who Who else? Like Is those. That the IC title comes on. No, I mean, like, has had the Grand Slam recognition. Um, well, if we're just not, if we're not exclusively talking about WWE, I know Johnny Gargano and NXT. 
He's the only... No, that's a triple crown. Oh, okay, yeah. He's, uh, he, Johnny's Slam? the only triple crown winner. Right. Uh, Grand Slam-wise, I really don't know. I'd have to look into that. Yeah. Because I, th I think there was one recently, I just don't remember who. Yeah, I know, right? Who would have been Grand Slam champion in the last two years? Oh, let's, let's find out here. Last one I could think of would have been... Uh, huh? I could have sworn there was one in the past like, few years. Yeah, it was yeah. Orton. When Orton won the United States title two years ago, or last year. Yeah. And then defended it in that fatal four-way when Jinder Mahal won, which was even weirder. Yeah, I, I still don't get the decision behind that one. Did you know that Zack Ryder is technically a triple crown champion? So is, uh, I didn't know that, but, uh, Dean Ambrose, or John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, I guess, was a Grand Slam... Um, AJ Styles, Booker T, Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel I guess Bryan's Jeff... Daniel Bryan's a Grand Slam, yep. Jeff Hardy, uh, I Hardy's think... A Grand Slam. Yep, Hardy didn't become a Grand Slam until the night after WrestleMania, when he beat Jinder Mahal. Right, yeah. Hmm. But, uh, I thought there was somebody more recently, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who's all... Because I know the first Grand Slam was Michaels. Yeah. That, that's the one I know was the first one. And then I think the second one was Triple H. Yeah, I also seen the thing in there. I guess Big Show's a Grand Slam champion as well. Yep, Big Show's Grand Slam. When he got that when he won the Intercontinental Championship at 29 from Cody Rhodes. Or no, 28 from Cody Rhodes. I wonder if he was face or heel for the 10th time that week. Uh, I think it was a, it was an emotional face at that point. Yeah. But yeah, um, who do you think we should induct uh, John Branch out of Layfield? I, obviously, it should be uh, Farouk. Yeah, Rod Simmons, no, no if ands, or buts. It's got to be him. <laughs> it's either Ron or Michael Cole. I, I would love to see Michael Cole induct JBL. That'd be great. Oh, it would be. But I have feelings are gonna do Farouk, so he could say his famous line, and that's probably right. Um, <coughs> and then next one on the list is the British Bulldog. About time. Right, and like that's another one that should have that should have happened years ago. Oh yeah, two thousand ten. Like him, like when they inducted the Hart Foundation last year, that should have been everybody, right? Not should just Anvil and Brett. Right, it should have been the whole entire. But then you got freaking Dana and Owen Hart's wife. Yeah. You know, wanting nothing, wanting their legacy to have nothing to do with the wrestling business when their legacy was nothing but the wrestling business. Exactly. Which. Ugh. And I, I get Dana's or Owen Hart's wife's understanding because she doesn't want her kids to, you know, yeah, get that. But at the same time, 
The man loved what he did. Yeah, you can't take that away from him. No, you can't. Not at all. It it it's just so dumb. It is. But he he's the uh, and the British Bulldog will be the token dead person inductee. Unfortunately. Yeah, it seems like they do that every year. Well, they have. Oh, to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last year they got two. They got a twofer in. They got the. Uh, yeah. They got China, who was gone, and yeah, counted as technically counted as one of the women. Yeah, but I don't think she has a solo one just as her yet, though. Not yet, but if it, if it works, it works because she deserves a solo one. Her career in the WWE was. Really, uh... Something. Something, yeah. But, British Bulldog, former Intercontinental Champion, former European Champion, two-time Hardcore Champion, and a two-time World Tag Champion with uh, Brother Owen. Yeah. So, you know, he, he definitely deserved it. And, and that SummerSlam 92 match, 92? Sounds about right. Him and Brett, that was a <coughs> classic, even though the British Bulldog was high... And Brett carried him through that entire match. It made that match. Yeah. Like, even Brett will say that he he carried Bulldog through that entire match. There was no way he did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, our token foreign Hall of Fame inductee this year, who just recently retired after 40 freaking years... Jushin Thunder Liger. Honestly, about time. He was amazing in WCW. Um, I can't remember if he did any ECW stuff. Um, I don't think Liger was in ECW. I could be wrong. So could I. I don't know. Because I know some of those guys did back then when you know, ECW was actually good. Let me check. Just let me see what he was, when he was if he was in ECW. But, yeah, the man had an extraordinary career. As you just said, he just retired. It's well-deserved. Holy shit. What? Okay. Here's his wrestling career, just on the contents table alone. All-Star Wrestling. Stampede Wrestling. Obviously New Japan. that's, that's That's a staple in his career. That's a given. He was in the World Wrestling Federation in 1990. I was too young to probably recognize that. I was only like two. Obviously his stint in NXT for the one match against uh, uh, Tyler Breeze, which a great opening match, honestly. Yeah. Um, Oh my god. World Championship Wrestling. Ring of Honor. I didn't know, but Ring TNA. That doesn't surprise me because that was WCW 2.0 for a while. Lucha Libre. That's not shocking. Right. No, he... It's just interesting. He... The man's had a historic career. The man's been a heel before. That doesn't surprise me. But if he's been in the business 40 years, I mean, 
Unless if you're Ricky Steamboat, you're going to be a heel at least once. Yeah, he's I was definitely happy once I heard he was getting inducted. Oh, yeah. He uh, had a small stint the first time in WCW from 91 to 92, and then had a longer stint from 95 to 99. Yeah, that's, probably, that's when I remember him. was that second one. And I might then, have seen him once or twice. Yeah, I don't know what he did after that. Until recently. Yeah, no, it, uh... Liger made his WWF debut in April 13th, 1990 at the Wrestling Summit in Tokyo Dome as an event co-produced with New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Japan Pro Wrestling where he defeated Akira Nogami. I probably butchered that to hell. Eh. But yeah, I'm just—it's well due. They couldn't have picked a nicer guy, right? As to who to induct him, though, I don't know. But I'm just gonna go by the only person I could. No, he's not even in WWE anymore. Who? I was thinking Jericho. Mm, Rey Mysterio. That yeah. A, ma- a masked Lucha Libre guy at that point. Yeah. Like, with Ray, with Ray inducting him, that would be okay, I think. Either Ray inducting him, or... Um, uh, who else could induct him? Bischoff could technically induct him. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck else? I don't know. Ray yeah. sounds... Like the best bet. And, uh. So, under his accomplishments here, the, the WWE recognized accolades is what they call it here on the Wikipedia. He's an 11 time IWGP junior heavyweight champion and a one time WCW light heavyweight champion. He never won the cruiserweight title, but he won the light heavyweight title. Huh. And considered by WWE to be one of the most revolutionary competitors in sports entertainment history. He really was. Just watch that match with Tyler Breeze. If, if, if you guys listen to this and there's one match you go back and listen to, or watch, go watch that match with Tyler Breeze and Jushin Thunder Liger. Easily. Good lord, that was a great match. Yeah. yeah. And the fact yeah. that that was the opening freaking match. Says something. Yeah. On a stacked card that Brooklyn One was. Oh God, yeah, Brooklyn One was stacked. So now we're on to the one that's probably stuck in both our cross. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a not on that this disrespecting the Bellas at all with oh, Nikki with Nikki being the longest reigning. D was champion just because they want to stick it to AJ Lee. Yes, that was a dig on purpose. Um, like AJ said, you can't get talent through your partner. Yeah, you can't get you can't you, you can't get talent from sexually transmitted diseases. Right. Which There's makes sense. 
there's a list a mile long of divas, past divas that should be in the Hall of Fame, and I don't know who is Molly Holly. Um, eh. I'm just saying, compared to the Bellas. Yeah, compared to the Bellas, yes. Like, um, Chi- so you already Chi- have the mainstays in there: China, Lita, Trish, uh, yeah. Sable. No, Sable's not even in there. Yeah, um, I was about to say Brock's wife's not in there. Tori Wilson. Um, um Tori's in there. Who? Tori Wilson's in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tori Wilson's oh. in there. Think about that. Tori Wilson's in there. Yeah. The only reason she's in there is because she's fucking Billy Kidman. Lucky bastard. <laughs> if there's anything else, he picked up the... He, he's the winner in professional wrestling. No matter who you look at, he is the all-time great. No, whoever's with Alexa Bliss right now is the luckiest person ever. Eh, it's the or bass Rhea player Rip- from Bowling from Soup? Or Rhea Ripley. Okay, real Ripley at the on one hand, I I would, but the second on the second hand, I'm like, no, I couldn't. A, the British accent really's got to me. She has a deep voice, and the fact that how manly she is, eh. yeah, I couldn't do it. It's well, like Ronda Rousey two We're getting off topic on that one. Um, yeah, but it the Bellas, they, I I don't know. Can, okay, besides Nikki's. Um, history making rain. Can you give me anything of recognition that they should be deserved for? No, because Bree didn't really do much. Yeah, really, no, not that I can think of. No, you're more famous now outside of the ring because of right, and that's total Bellas than anything else. And th- yeah, that's what I was gonna play devil's advocate for. Is that they're uh, they're they're more known for the total divas and the total bellas crap, and with Nikki with dances with the stars, right? Bree's married to Daniel Bryan, right. so she's automatically gonna get a ring. Yeah. Nikki, on the other hand, broke up with John Cena. Right. And that played out on Total Bellas, which was <laughs> <coughs> I I I I hate to say this. I actually love Total Bellas. Oh, I, I haven't watched Total Bellas, but I did watch Total Divas up until I would think when Paige got introduced to the show and then I lost the ability to watch it. I but, lost all interest when like the first season happened. I was like, are we really doing this? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Do I think that Nikki's historic reign was so historic? Not really. Because that that reign happened in the middle of an era, or at the end of an era, of where there was, like, no women wrestlers on TV. Plus, I think the only reason why they did it was because AJ Lee had the record at the time, and she's married to CM Punk, and if you notice, she lost it shortly after she just broke that streak. Right, well, obviously they're going to... Well, it's like the New Day. They beat Demolition's record, and then guess what happened? They lost the titles. Right. Because Demolition was in a CTE lawsuit with them, the concussion crap. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, so, no, yeah. no, no knocking on the fellas. They they wrestle really well. I'm, I mean, it's cool that they're in there, but do they deserve it in a way? Not really. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read what's off the Wikipedia page of the WWE recognized accomplishments, and you're no. gonna laugh your ass off. Oh, I'm sure I am. Recognized by WWE as having helped to usher in what became known as the Women's Revolution. Okay, okay, okay. So we're not going to talk about like what AJ Lee did for the business, what Paige did, um, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair. Because they're Lita, the ones that spoke out about it on Twitter. Lita, Trish, we're going to give that credit to the Bellas. Yep. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. It's just... Yeah. Uh, I mean, cool. Is it cool that all of them... Like, both of them got the Divas Championship? Yeah. It's yeah. cool that Twins got a title run each time. But at the same uh, time, it's like... I don't know. It, yeah, were they the ones that spoke out about it on Twitter and pissed off Vince McMahon and said, okay, fine, here you go. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I'll give them props for that. But at the same time, like you said, NXT was already building up their women's roster. Right. To the point where it was like, okay. Now we're recognizing them. Yeah, now we're going to start recognizing the women. And when Stephanie McMahon came out, and uh, shoved everybody down our throats <laughs> right, she in left. one night. Yeah, that's kind of when the women's revolution really started. Oh, uh, it's just like yeah, that that it was like what the month before SummerSlam. I think so. But yeah, bringing out Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha in one night—that was a lot. Oh yeah. But, yeah, like you said, good on them. They're in the Hall of Fame. I mean, their stepdad is now John Laurinaitis, so he has stroke. Yeah. I mean, one's married to Daniel Bryan. He has stroke. Yeah. It, it is what it is at this point. I mean, cool, good for them. But at the same time, recognize them for what they are. Yeah. Reality celebrities. That's it. I don't think they had good win ring work. I don't think they had good... Chemistry with people. I don't think they had this. I don't think they had that. You know, they they were reality TV stars after 2011. Let right. them have that. Right. But don't say that they started the women's revolution. No. That was NXT. It really was. But unfortunately, they're not going to get the credit for that. Yeah, right. Well, that was the Hall of Fame list of 2020. And we might revisit this, uh, you know, like the week before SummerSlam if they add more people. But, yeah, with that, that's that's the Hall of Fame, guys. And, you know, tell us what you think. Comic section or reviews or whatever you want to do. And uh, so before we go, I want to play a little game with Steve. Okay. We're going to we're gonna do F. Mary Kill. Oh, these are always fun. Yes. We're going to do F. Mary Kill. We're going to try to do this at least 
at the end of every show. Uh, F. Mary Kill. And it's going to be Hall of Fame edition. Oh, lovely. Yeah. No women. I'm going to give you that right now. No women. Oh, lovely. This is just going to be even better. Hall Nash Hogan. Well, kill Hogan. That's automatic. Uh, Mary Scott Hall, just because he's the bad guy. And I guess F. Kevin Nash, because he'll just tear his quad anyway. <laughs> <coughs> to be fair, I might agree with you on that one, Steve. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so without further ado, guys, that was the first episode of Three Count. Thank you for listening, and thank you to following us and everything just keep on following and we're going to try to get this on every platform we can uh right now it's going to be on youtube and we will see you guys next time next week uh we got what a week before wrestlemania that they actually air it yeah yeah because i know i know for a couple weeks i won't be around right are you are you going to be are you going to be here to before WrestleMania or no? Um, I'll have my laptop with me anyway. Okay. So with that, we'll be doing the night or the the week of WrestleMania. We'll be doing predictions, you know, different matches of the main event before after we do the news story. So that will be our general discussion next week. Predictions of WrestleMania, and I might think of a punishment for the loser. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> so. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to the Light Blue Podcasting Network.